0: You know that I'm antiquated because I believe a man is supposed to take care of his woman. I don't care how much money your woman makes. A man is supposed to have his mindset on taking care of his woman. Let's talk. I mean, this. You know, this. This may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. I just have something I want to discuss with you. Um, Hello, Columbia, South Carolina. Is that Columbia or Columbus? Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in. Please share this in whatever way you can share this on YouTube. Um, Is my signal good? Is my signal good before I start? Well, while you all are coming in, I want to uh, say this. You may see um, something in the comments, and it may appear as though I'm responding to you directly. Sometimes I do, very rarely, but sometimes I do. But I will never be in the comments um, asking you to donate to anything. There's some kind of way that some person, or I guess it's a person, uh, is in the comments and posing as as though they're me, asking people to give to an orphanage or giving out these weird uh, kind of prophetic words. That's not the way I do things. So please be aware that, you know, that's not me. Do not. All right. Let's see. Let's let's see. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm puzzled with my signal. I don't know what's going on. Having someone to come look at it, but it's supposed to be the strongest signal they have. OK, uh, OK. Let's see if this is going to work. Let's see if this is going to work. Don't worry, we're gonna get it. Uh, we're gonna get it together. Even if I have to record it and upload it, we will get to it. All right, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Okay. So if it begins to buffer. I'll just wait until it stops buffering and then I'll resume. So we're going to get it done. But I was I was uh, sitting and thinking about this particular subject, connecting with yourself, um, connecting with yourself. And I'll tell you, uh, I think the thing that really drove me in the in the in the direction of this subject matter tonight is that it is becoming, it is becoming clearer and clearer to me that the reason, now, now listen to this very carefully, and kind of, you know, periodically somebody just kind of let me know that my signal is good, so I'm, I'm not anxious about it that you're hearing me and that it's coming across, I'm realizing that the reason our relationships fail, the reason we submit ourselves and surrender ourselves to people who don't even deserve an audience with us is because most of us are disconnected from ourselves. This is why you don't have any sense of personal value. In other words, you don't know what you're worth. So you allow people to um, take you at a, a discount, even a bargain basement price. Because you have no clue, you're disconnected from yourself. This is why there's such a desperation for an external relationship. Listen to this statement very carefully. The reason there's this desperation for an external relationship with someone else. And. Is because there's not an internal relationship with oneself. There's no, ex- you're desperate for the relationship ex- because you've solidified the internal relationship. You have, you have no connection to you. And the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself." What's the wisdom there? we talk about it all the time? I cannot love my neighbor. Beyond my capacity to love me, I have to love my neighbor out of the context of my love for God and my love for me. So if I don't really love me, it means that I'm really incapable of loving my neighbor. And it means that I'm also setting myself up for abuse and misuse because love sets the parameters and the boundaries. And the reason you you know, some of you asking the question, and I'm just gonna kinda take my time tonight, prayerfully my signal allows me, because I just want to get this message out. You know, you're asking why is it that I'm accepting, you know, treatment that I know is not right? Why do I keep going back? You don't know, you you're you're disconnected from you. You you are disconnected from you. The the love affair that you should have with you is not intact. This is why you allow someone else to abuse and to misuse you constantly. It's because you're disconnected from you. And that is the consequence. That's the consequence of a broken soul. When, when you have, you know, you have people, you have people who are struggling with father wounds uh, you know maybe he had a good father he did the best he could but he didn't give you the things that you needed you still ended up with a void there some of you didn't have fathers at all they just weren't there and so you grew up with this emptiness especially if you well well, especially if you're a woman because that the sense of self esteem and value comes from the affirmation of fathers and so this brokenness you know that resides in your heart prevents you from really making the connection to you. And, and whenever you're broken internally, it always sends you outside looking for answers. Watch this. Listen to this very carefully. Whenever you're broken internally, you're always outside looking for answers or solutions or you're looking for some remedy, some sense of peace. So you're searching for it in what, clothes, bags, shoes, relationships, because when you're broken internally, the reality is that the only place of healing is within you. But when you're broken internally, the last place you really want to go is inward. You avoid at all costs going inward. This is why, this is why it's very difficult for us as people in most cases to embrace the concept of therapy or counseling. It's because we don't want anybody to bring us in there Because it's broken in there. It's not pretty in there. And so most of us live our entire lives never connecting with ourselves. Now what else, how else can you say that? What else does that mean? That means most people live their entire lives and are never authentic. So... That brings me to, you know, I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing um, so many people who are broken and and so many people who have created, and all of this is introduction, so many people who have created these um, aliases, these false personas to cover up. You know the lack of self-awareness. You 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 you've not connected to yourself. You're afraid to do the work of really connecting, and that leads with their labels. Well, this is you know I'm buying this the this is the label. This is the name of that. This is a person that leads with their titles. They want to use all of these titles and all of these handles. It's because there's no real sense of connection no authentic connection with themselves so they're trying to create an atmosphere that will distract the onlookers from the fact that here's a person who has no real self identity here's a person that has no real self connection so they you know I was on um I was on my uh Mordecai mission it's called it's a it's a private mentoring group that I do for 3 months with ladies that register for it and that started on yesterday and when we started one of the ladies Uh, she asked the question. She said, well, how should I address you? Should I address you as, should I address you as pastor? Should I address you as bishop? I said, my name is R.C. Blakes. I happen to be a pastor, and I'm consecrated to to function as a bishop, but I am R.C. Blakes. Pastoring and all of this other stuff are things I do. I am R.C. Blakes. You know how few people are really connected with themselves to that extent? I don't lead with titles. But now back back to, back to the issue at hand. All of that's introduction. I have uh, one, two, if you got something to write with, get it out now. Six things I'm going to give you tonight. And do you all mind if I just kind of like take my time and just really... I just feel like I just feel like talking to you tonight until I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, number one, when we get to a point, when you get to a point where you say, where you're saying, okay, I've pursued all of these relationships, I've pursued all of these people, these friendships, and. Somebody asked a question, and I just need to answer it really quickly. I, ju- I just saw that particular question. The question was something like, uh, when you're Christian, should you then, then dump all of your non-Christian friends? No, no, no. Not unless, not unless they're enticing you or you feel like they are pulling you away from your values and your faith. No, no. And and likewise, just like you shouldn't necessarily dump all of your non-Christian friends, you shouldn't embrace everybody that says that they are Christian. I just had to answer that because it was bugging me because it's a very serious question. You you judge people based on the individual and you let people into your life to the extent that you discern they're healthy enough to be at certain levels in your life. Okay, now back to the point. When you come to the place where you say, okay, I'm ready to connect with me now. I've tried to connect with all of these people, waiting for all of these people externally to give me internal validation, to give me internal fulfillment. And now I realize that fulfillment does not come from anything or anyone outside of me and God. So now I'm ready to go inward and I'm ready finally to connect with me. I'm ready to know me. I'm ready to develop, to develop a relationship with myself. Because now I'm understanding that when I try to develop relationships with other people before I've developed a relationship with myself, it is a setup for destruction. Number one. When you get to that point where you're clear and you are ready, you are open, you are tired, and now you're ready to really put your life together from the inside out. You're tired of, of you know trying to create false imagery and all of that, you're really ready to be authentic. You're ready to be whole. You're ready to develop synergy between your spiritual soul and your body. The first thing that you need to do is pray for revelation or paradigms. When you've been broken and you've been separated from yourself, the first thing you need to do is pray for a revelation of your particular paradigms. Now, what is a paradigm? A paradigm, okay, number one, number one, pray for a revelation, a revelation of your paradigm. A paradigm is a mindset. A paradigm is a thought system that has been established in your life that is subconsciously or beneath the surface of your life dictating your thoughts, your actions, and your outcomes. Most people are suffering from toxic, dysfunctional paradigms. And when you come to a place where you're really ready to connect with yourself and you're ready to do the work of true healing, the first thing that's going to happen is that you're going to you're going to have to get a revelation of your paradigms. Now, you can pray and the Holy Spirit may reveal these things to you, will reveal these things to you. But how do we, in general, how do we really get to the bottom of our subconscious thought system? You see, because the thoughts you're thinking subconsciously, you're not conscious of. So you're thinking stuff that's ruling and running your life that you're not even conscious that you're thinking it. The, 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 the main way that people get a revelation or one of the main ways, apart from God just revealing you, your heart to you, one of the main ways people get a revelation of their paradigms or their subconscious thought systems is through counseling or through therapy. That's why you, that's why you need um, a bona fide therapist. This is why I always tell you, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist. You need people that can help you calm through the events of your life and help you to put the pieces together and help you to see what you presently cannot see and to understand how your broken history is, has created a loop in your mind and it has you repeating certain things beneath the surface. And, and these, this, you know, this, this soundtrack that's, you know, playing beneath this, the, the the subsurface level of your life is the thing that keeps you, you know, getting off track. It's the reason you can't break out of these soul tie relationships. It's the reason you, you know, you sabotage your success every time you have an opportunity. You, you, you're sabotaging your success and you, you sit and you, you grieve because there's a part of you that really wants to succeed and wants to do better. But then there's another part of you that keeps messing it up. There's, you need a revelation of your paradigms when 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 god showed me who i was and why i was the way i was relative to the brokenness of me and how that brokenness was creating behavior that contradicted my future the revelation of what was going on beneath you know the the subsurface level of my mind or going on in the subsurface level of my mind was the biggest push forward in terms of breaking out of it. Pray for a revelation. Pray for a revelation of your paradigms. You know, just, you know, God, you know, it's simple as that, you know, God, help me to understand what's going on. In my mind. Help me to. Don't worry. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. But pray. You know, pray. And I'm not talking about the religious type prayer. I'm, I'm just talking about straight from your heart. You know, God, show me, show me my heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Pray for God to give you a revelation of your paradigms. Write down Proverbs chapter four, verses 23 and 26. Listen to what it says. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Hmm, the issues of my life is the consequence of my heart. Whatever position my heart is in, that heart position is going to simultaneously produce issues in my life. Now, look what it says. Put away from thee a froward mouth and, a per- and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. But going back to verse 23 where he says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Is my signal clear yet? Are you all, are you all with me? Well, he says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Most people have not gone inwardly to know their own heart. When he says, keep your heart, it means to pay attention to it, to watch over it. But if you never take the time to go inward to get a revelation of what's going on in your heart, you will never be able to control the issues of your life. The issues in your life, really not about anybody else. The issues in your life are about the things that are going on in your subconscious mind that you have not taken the time to address. You got to know your own heart. You know, everybody else's business, but you don't even know your own. Hmm. All right, number two. Watch this. So number one, what was number one? Pray for a revelation of your paradigms. Some of you that just that just that just means that you're going to you're gonna need to pray like we just talked about, and for others of you, it's going to mean that you're gonna to need to pray and go and get some counseling, because you got some stuff happening in you. It's it's amazing to me to see how. The stuff that goes on in the psyche of people turns them into, um, you know, just unbelievable. Now, number two. Locate your weaknesses. Locate your weaknesses or, or locate your pain. Watch this better word locate your trauma. Somebody said, I've been scared. I'm assuming you're talking about scared to go inward. All of us are scared. But once you've done it, now you have to locate your trauma. Stop all of this grinning. Stop all of this grinning. Take all of the the, the butterflies off your eyes and all of this, pull the wigs off, and just, you know, just break it on down to the natural nitty-gritty and face your trauma. Face your weaknesses. Why is it imperative that you face your trauma, face your weaknesses? If you never face your fears, you cannot overcome what you have not acknowledged. You cannot overcome what you have not acknowledged. This is the hardest part, RC. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. You got to face your trauma, though. You see, because if you don't face your trauma, what happens is um, if you don't face your trauma, your trauma will continue to traumatize. And watch this. If you do not face your trauma, if you do not deal with your trauma or your weaknesses, As as your trauma, as your trauma perpetuates its effect, what happens is the the damage that your trauma will do in your life moving forward will will turn you into a person that traumatizes the people in your circle, unawares, unintentionally. Because if you never face your trauma, you can never mend the brokenness. And if you stay broken, broken people eventually break people, even when they don't intend to. The Bible says in... um, Jude 1 and 20 says, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, building up your what? Selves. Now, what is the revelation there? How can I build myself up if I've not taken the time to acknowledge where I'm weak or broken down? You're trying to get other people to build you up when the responsibility to build you up is you. If 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 we would just go inward and just get honest with ourselves, uh, we could cut off a year and a half of the therapy. And if, if if we would just really go in and stop trying to, you know, cover everything up and stop trying to protect Ourselves, stop trying to protect your reputation. This is not about a reputation. This is about your your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Hmm. So you have to locate your weaknesses, and then you have to build yourself up in 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 those areas. Um. You know when when you've not had. Okay. let's say you say you're sitting here and you're with us tonight and say you've struggled with the father wound. Let's say you've struggled with the father wound and because of the father wound, let's say your self-esteem has not been the greatest. And because your self-esteem has not been the greatest, you've made some horrific relational choices and you've become gullible, incredulous. And you've been you've become the Ph.D. woman that's been manipulated by the. The the narcissistic GED man, and now you're ashamed of that. See stuff like shame and guilt. These things are uh, futile. They have no value. What value does guilt or shame? What does? How does guilt or shame serve you? How does guilt or shame serve you? The reason these things exist. These things are demonic. So as to keep you what stuck hiding from your truth, hiding from your weaknesses, hiding from your trauma. But if you're ever going to get over it, you got to be able to get under it. And you have to be able to stand in it, sit in it, feel it, let it flow through and out of you and get so free from it that you get to the place. Watch this. That you get to the place where the shame and the guilt lift, and the shame and the guilt are replaced with transparency and honesty. So you're able to do, you know, nobody really understood where I was coming from when, when I really got free from my issues of womanizing. And here I am, a a young preacher at the time. And then I just started telling it. You know, I just started telling my testimony. Hope I'm not buffering right now. I I didn't care nothing about what people thought. I didn't care nothing about no religious condemnation. I didn't care nothing about that. I was free. And I got so free that I became transparent. And watch this. People said, oh, you shouldn't share that. You shouldn't share that. But... The more I shared it and the freer I got with my history, I noticed it was it was propelling me into my destiny. And the more I shared it, the, the, the more my heart healed. Trying to cover this stuff up and trying to avoid your weaknesses and trying to paint over your trauma is doing greater damage. If you're going to really come into a, a self-knowledge and connect with you, you have to connect with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you you got to get to the point that you don't care you know, what nobody thinks. You know, I get on in, I share. I don't care what nobody thinks. I really don't. Everybody's not going to love me. I'm, I'm good with that. I have enough love for me. That if, you know, people don't love me, I'm good. I, I'm not. I, it's not a crisis for me. You know what I mean? And 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 if I'm gonna share my truth, and if that's gonna offend you, God bless you. You got a million other people you can go and watch. You know what I'm saying? But if that truth is gonna help one person to come through what I've already come out of, I'm in touch enough with me. My my self-relationship is good. My connection to God, my foundation is in God, and my my self-esteem is locked up between me and God. So if if people don't give me that, I can give that to myself. But you can't do that until you can face your truth, not the pretty parts, not the pretty parts, but the ugly parts. And see, as ladies, as women, and I know we have probably have some brothers on here too, been getting some some guys coming through, and I thank God for that. But as women, you know, you have been conditioned to steer as far away from your trauma and and your weaknesses those weak areas of your lives you've been you've been conditioned to steal steer away from it because the world has made you believe that the only way to maintain your value is to maintain this this uh false persona, and so you never get real with yourself. Well, if you never get real with yourself, you can never really be real with anyone else. Thus, you understand now why most of your relationships do not work. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.